0: And welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 114. I'm your host, Comrade Shustar and with me is... James Seelig Today is Sunday, August 29th, and we are nearing my departure, James, to the great beyonds that are the southeast of America, where I am like, oh, fuck, everyone's yeah, fucking up again.
1: you get you going to Mad Max world, man. I'm going AKA, to Mad Max Florida world. Florida during covid <laughs>
0: I am bringing over half a dozen masks with me. I will be double masking in uh, certain areas, of course, easily the plane uh, I'll be double masking in. This is and then, literally
1: uh, one of those times where it's just like, I wish that that Razor mask was already out.
0: <laughs> Dude, I wish I was chosen for the beta for that. I would have been so happy to have that right now. But yeah, I'm pretty much like double masking and for the flights at least. And then definitely uh, the people I'm meeting, my friends that I'm meeting with in like, I'm not going to really be anywhere in Atlanta. I'm literally going to just be at someone's house and then I'm going straight to Savannah. So I'm pretty much like already been talking with everybody that's going to Savannah and it's going to be very much like play by ear of like which places are okay to go to, uh, which places are we just completely just taking food out of there and getting the fuck out uh, like that kind of thing. Uh, So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it goes over there, especially just because it's a much smaller populated area than like what I'm used to here, but it's also still a city and I don't know how they're still, you know, they're even with that, they're somehow still fucking it up badly. Like to the point where not even half the population of Georgia is like even vaccinated. So, um,
1: yeah, it's one of those crazy things that I think about every once in a while that like I've grown up in big cities and I've kind of never not been in a big city. Even Riverside is like still, it's a city like literally everywhere I've lived is in a city So, I really have no concept of what a small town actually really looks like. Which, Savannah is still a city.
0: It's just like, there's no skyscrapers or anything, man. It's like completely just...
1: True, yeah.
0: It's it's just, I don't know, everything in the main area I used to go to school in, everything's walkable. And it's not even like a one-campus spot. Like, there's buildings all over the city. But everything in that, like, historic downtown college area is all walkable like you could just yeah. walk everywhere it sounds a lot like
1: to. davis davis was yeah. a lot of like flat land like that's yeah. why it's so good to bike in davis is like there's no hills it's so easy yeah it's it's
0: nothing it's always been something i could just literally lug around like a 30 pound backpack and just walk everywhere and then i'd still be like fuck i hate this laptop why is it weigh so nah. much but whatever it's fine yeah, that and textbooks. Because you didn't get I'm a barred.
1: MacBook and they're like, there's no pound.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I had a 17-inch Toshiba Cosmio laptop, gaming uh. laptop way back in the day. And then I switched and have like a Surface Book. But it's like still, uh, it's still like a, it's like two inches less, I want to say, in terms of like the size, but that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk uh, for something specific for, of course, Sutra Side Talk, where we usually Uh, discuss what we've been watching and what we've been playing, and also include usually one or two now topics from the news that we'll kind of go in depth on as well in the beginning. This week though is a very special episode. It's completely, I would say 90% completely focused on Destiny because I did forget there is one thing that did come out this week, James. That I thought we could talk about for like two minutes, honestly. That Spider-Man mm. trailer.
1: Ooh, yeah, okay.
0: I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like something very... I don't think it's going to be even that long at all. It's going to be very quick. But if you want, we could like just jump into that really fast. But okay. Uh, we'll be discussing everything for Destiny today. It's going to be uh, starting off with our thoughts and kind of like our... I guess you could say a review a little bit on Season of the Splicer. And then we're going to get into the Witch Queen news. And then we're going to dive into our first week of Season of the Lost and everything that that seems like it's going to be about. So all that kind of stuff, plus like some of the big changes that I noticed Bungie was singing, like one of their twops and everything else, plus like 30th anniversary stuff, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be very, very, you know, all Destiny focused. And then, uh yeah, just right before we do all that, we're just going to, launch into a, a bit of Spider-Man three trailer talk, which it's Spider-Man uh No Way Home. No way Home. That's yeah, the other home one. Everything's always home.
1: So. Yeah. Okay. So first thing I want to get off my chest. This trailer, if it hasn't already, is definitely gonna reignite the Mephisto like conspiracy theories. I'm gonna tell you why. So the <laughs> the the moment <laughs> I just love how fast you went into it, and
0: I'm like, I I'm looking at you, and I'm waiting for an aluminum hat to just kind of grow on. No, that's how I feel.
1: I I feel like Charlie with like that, like the string board where he's like connecting all the dots. Eating
0: cat food again?
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, so you know, in the in in this trailer that where Peter goes to Doctor Strange, and he's like, Hey, can you cast a spell to make everyone forget, like. That I'm uh, Spider Man,
0: yeah, and then he's like, everyone's gonna forget, and he's like, wait, 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 not like on me, yeah, and oh, like even, Ned MJ, and even MJ, even MJ and
1: Ned, like, okay, that happened in the comics, except in the comics, he had to go to Mephisto to get that done, yeah, and so I'm just like, oh no, they're like, they might just be doing that, but with Doctor Strange, but like, they also are definitely gonna get people to be like, it's Mephisto, they're doing Mephisto again, <laughs> it's happening
0: yeah uh, they're they're taking one of the worst storylines in spider-man history and putting it into a movie
1: i don't know on on the other side though i really like the the combination of like peter web swinging through like the the folded reality imagery of like the doctor strange stuff like i think that looks really cool
0: yeah i just always think it's funny because straczynski the guy that did like that whole like 100 issues of spider-man where he's like a complete adult. He's doing all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, May has been shot. And you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, dude, she's old anyway. Who cares? It's like, oh, there's actual, um, what do you call it? Uh, pr- Progression with these characters now. Like something's actually changing. And it, they literally go, no, wait, this is a comic book. Quick, have the <laughs> devil change everything back to normal and also make Spider-Man a child again. And then that's what you get. And then we're here now where they're finally like, oh, like eight 200 issues later or some shit it's like oh we're trying to uh fix what we did before and they're sort of going out again and might get married again but also aunt may is still kicking for some reason yeah. and like it's just aunt may I, will never die dude i'm cracking because you know in batman alfred's dead now like alfred's been yeah alfred's dead they killed alfred whoa in front of da- yeah fucking bane killed alfred in front of damien damn
1: yeah that's okay yeah so
0: alfred's (laughs) fucking dead in the batman world so it's like oh fuck progression here like there's some at least they've done something over there that was like a whole thing and now like batman's also kind of broke too it's it's a whole thing to Um, be fair
1: damien has been dead too so
0: yeah no but this is this was very like it's to the point where like it's been going on for well over a year now if not two years of like the the progression of like each character's kind of like disconnect with it where damien has uh Kind of withdrawn himself from the Bat family. Because mm. uh, it was kind of his fault. Like, he didn't listen to what they were saying. Where they're like, oh, if one of the Bat family come back to Gotham when it's under Bane's control, like, we'll, we'll fucking kill Alfred. And he did it anyway. So, they, like, yeah, it, it all happens and shit. And Dick had no memory of Alfred, so that didn't help either. Because yeah. uh, he was shot in the head, so that didn't... Yeah, there's, oh, right. there's a whole <laughs> thing, yeah. Anyway, Spider-Man. Um, The trailer, we see the Green Goblin bomb, which, of course... You have to assume it's William Defoe if it's the Dude, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man Green Goblin. Everyone, everyone would throw
1: torches. I recognize that pumpkin bomb immediately. Is like, oh, yeah. straight out of the Sam Raimi
0: movie. And we saw Alfred Molina, Doc Ock. Well, hello, uh, Peter, which has already spawned so many fucking memes.
1: We've also se- they also showed what I like some lightning bolts. I yeah, guess, we already and, we, they, and they maybe confirmed a sand tornado. So there, it seems like they're hinting towards a Sinister Six thing, yes. of some sort.
0: So each each uh basically each one will get two of the sinister 6 to fight most likely. Like that's what I'm assuming is going to happen where you'll have like uh Toby, Andrew and Tom basically each taking like two or something cuz it's a it's at this point so like all right, you saw the trailer obviously. And it's a good trailer. It's fun. They mm-hmm. show literally the ca- like an awesome villain, like probably one of the one of the two best Spider-Man villain villains so far in film. Like uh what was it uh you know the vulture and uh, mysterio were fine but they're nothing compared to like not even just in terms of like the characters themselves of like oh in comics or whatever i mean like just the acting like william Defoe, william Defoe and fucking alfred molina are just the goats of spider-man movie oh, villains so far of every single film that's come out those two are the top-notch best ones Uh, Unless you count Topher Grace Venom as the other best one because it's just fucking hilarious. (laughs) Dude, I
1: keep forgetting that the first Amazing Spider-Man movie had the lizard in it. Like, that's how forgettable that movie is to me.
0: And, of course, there's been a couple memes. One of which was, like, this dude hiding behind a pole. The pole's only, like, covering, like, his very middle part of his body. So the rest of them's just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And it's basically saying, like, Marvel attempting to hide uh, the fact that Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire will be in the (laughs) Spider-Man movie. (laughs) that's true <laughs> yeah because it's like a, i've said it before dude if you actually don't have both of them in this movie like it'll be such it's a missed gonna, opportunity yeah because at the end of the day it's funny because everyone's getting so excited for these older versions of the stuff and it's like if it was just regular spider-man 3 there would not be this much hype like i liked the second one but i, I didn't care as much because tom holland's a, he's fine but he doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, like I don't go out of my way and go, yeah, it's Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's just Tom Holland dressed up as Spider-Man.
1: I think I mostly appreciated that movie, so, the second movie, so much just because they actually were able to do a realistic version of Mysterio and modernized yeah. it in a way that I never thought I would never even consider. I just it like just Night made Monkey. so much sense. It's like, oh, it's all CG. Yeah, <laughs> it's just all...
0: <laughs> Everything's just like a whole team of, and like people his real costume in. is
1: just like a mocap suit. It's like, oh my god, that makes so much fucking sense. So fucking
0: oh, <laughs> yeah. Night monkey was the best part of that movie. Oh
1: uh, yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, god, that was such a good character. Night monkey, great guy, oh. great guy. <laughs> uh, this one, yeah, you have that. You have Alfred Molina Mer- just being like, "Hello, Peter." And another great meme was uh. It shows Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 with Aunt May. And he's just like, ah. And then it shows uh, Doc Ock with uh, the, the current Aunt May. And he's like, oh. hello, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, uh, we should have seen this coming because they keep, for some reason, making her younger. And I forget oh, there's yeah, something huh? where Uncle Ben's like, God damn it, leave me alone. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was something like that. And then Venom just com- it was oh my god there was some good shit in there like the internet really created some great, great stuff in response to like all of this it's been so fucking hilarious I can't even believe they've been doing this it's it's so good what what a great trailer I gotta say that they they really get you hyped up for all of this I would definitely easily oh yeah but yeah there's nothing really else to say it's like a good little teaser um, I don't think there was anything else though. Unless you have anything else.
1: I don't know. The only thing I can think of is just like, it seems really irresponsible of Doctor Strange to do like a reality altering spell just for funsies. So that's another reason where it's just like, maybe it's Mephisto. I just Uh, love
0: also you could tell Doctor Strange is still not a good, like a good sorcerer.
1: Yeah, I, I would love it if they just don't explain why the Sanctum Santorum is just like all frozen. It's just like, oh, this is just Tuesday.
0: I just the fact that he's like oh let's break the rules then he goes like without even telling Peter what's going to happen with it he's just like oh by the way this isn't this, this as the spell's going on to which yeah. you know they fuck it up but it's just like you literally knew what was going to happen and you did it anyway like why did you think this is a good idea yeah but All right, I found it also. It was uh, a Spider-Man, basically Spider-Man made a post saying, at this point, who isn't in Spider-Man 3? Venom responds, (laughs) Uncle Ben. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's got like the, it's got just the Venom smile. (laughs) That's pretty great. (laughs) So fucking good. But all right, this is the Destiny episode. Time to talk full Destiny. Enough of the the Spider-Man appetizer there. First off, guys. We played through the entirety of the season of the Splicer, which has just recently ended. And I got to say that this was a very current situation they were trying to get into here. They're like, oh, let's take some current world problems and let's put them in this season. Oh,
1: uh, I guess so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I,
0: <sighs> Hey, look, it's a leader who's saying we don't want these immigrants in here we should get uh, these yeah. refugees out i really
1: <laughs> joked about like lakshmi having like an alex jones podcast essentially <laughs> cuz like I yeah had... she spent the entire season going like hey don't trust the elixni they're evil they they're all evil go like we you should maybe go attack them maybe not wink wink <laughs> god it was so
0: ridiculous but of course you know this whole season was very uh, Elixney focused, and mm-hmm. it was really cool because we finally, 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 finally got to see Mithrax after yeah. all this time. And I appreciated
1: that there were actually like a few cutscenes, like really good cutscenes. I mean, yeah. they've been doing that through for the last few seasons of like having at least like an opening and a closing cutscene, but like that mid-season thing of like the Elixney story of the Saint Fourteen is was so interesting
0: it really was and they really did a great job with i thought integration here technically it's the first like non-combat zone besides the tower we get to see in the city albeit one we've been to before and like how cool is uh, it that
1: the uh the the arena that's the last room or was the last room for the scourge of the past raid which was an Elixny raid. Uh, like we, I guess now that it's cleared out, we were just like, hey, Elixny who like are seeking refugee status in the city, have this area where we like slaughtered a bunch of your people. God.
0: It, yeah, it was... <laughs> <laughs> i just cracked up the first time you go there it starts playing the scourge music and it's like i totally missed that with the fucking violin and i'm just like oh my god and you look over and the fucking scourge mech is right there that uh what's his face used uh and I- i'm like okay This is the, this is, uh, it's just right here too. And it's just destroyed. And they go like, hey, this is where we basically fucking destroy this entire syndicate of fallen. Uh, Welcome home. Yeah. You can have
1: this. It's the farthest part away from the city.
0: You can tell we've really worked hard on it. Here's literally rubble that you can live in. And a cool thing too here is that it's supposed to be temporary. It's like, oh, in one case, they'll leave after all this is done. In the other case, uh, at least with Zavala, he talks about how the plan is instead they use that as like a historical place or something. It'll be like a community area, but mm. instead the fa- the Alix-Ni will be able to actually just integrate into the city itself and just Which, live there.
1: Like Lakshmi too. Uh, yeah, she was like, who like I guess for people who don't know was the faction leader for the Future War Cult yes she
0: my faction formerly
1: yeah uh i like how the factions aren't a thing anymore yeah we'll we'll talk about that Yeah, Yeah, yeah but like she spent the entire season saying like hey i've literally seen the future she didn't really tell anyone how but like you find out later she was using Vex technology, which was, like, making her go insane. Apparently. Well, they've
0: talked about it before, and it, she's actually one of the few that can use it without really going insane. A lot of others yeah. have actually, like, lost their minds attempting to do it.
1: Because, according to Bife, it takes... It literally requires you to basically fracture your mind to be able to perceive multiple timelines at once. Yeah. And I, I maybe being an EXO makes that more possible for her. I don't know. But... She was attempting to use that technology to, you know, foresee future conflicts and attempt to prevent them. Maybe, and she kept seeing like the fallen within the city are going to lead to the downfall of the city. So she was, I guess, trying to protect the city, but by doing so, she was basically just like, get get the elixir out of this city. We I don't care if they're being hunted and they're being slaughtered. That's not our problem.
0: The the cool thing about this was on the on the surface level, it's that's what it's supposed to be made out as. When you're like dealing with Lakshmi too, when you're dealing with the with the Lixni, and when you actually get through the lore. like I I finally I've been like three to four months behind on my videos, and I caught up on everything. I just binged the shit out of it and got through yeah, and caught I up to the point where he noticed. actually the like the the Hive Ghost. Uh, video is like his newest one I already got through it and I'm just like oh my god I caught up but he mentions and he pulls it out and he goes through all the lore and it turned out Lakshmi too was lying to it. well not lying but she chose which specific parts of the truth she wanted to share so Mm. when she does do the mind forking uh, she gets multiple different outcomes and she picks and chooses which ones she Mm. wants to tell people where there's others that actually don't occur like that and she's choosing that one because it's a good scapegoat to then bitch. gain power and basically dethrone the vanguard and make herself uh, potentially the empress of the city or like a dictator of the city. Oh, yeah. So the whole so time, th- why... the whole thing wasn't even a concern about the fallen. She was using them as scapegoats to further her own personal agenda uh, to make basically the uh, factions take control over the vanguard. But also to prop, prop her up specifically as the leader of the city afterwards. So she that's wanted to why, have complete control.
1: So that's why the other factions fled when she died. Yes. Cause they're like conspirators to an attempted coup. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yep. It was that was the whole thing. And the crazy part too is uh I mean that's the whole thing. It's like that's why I'm like it, it ta- it's very related. You know, Bungie, it's like they're in Seattle, they're a very progressive place. So of course they're like doing this whole thing of like, Hey, it's a person that's basically using uh refugees and immigrants as a scapegoat to then yeah. gain more power
1: in well even like <laughs> in politics. So there's like one of those messages during the season, uh, Ikora straight up just like turns off her broadcast and is like, Yeah, I'm done with this shit. Like, this is insane. You're being crazy. We we the banned your Twitter like yeah the like the fallen have been our enemies in the past but these Elixni are not those enemies and then like the next message Lakshmi's just like y'all heard that i was silenced they're trying to silence me yep <laughs> uh.
0: so th- there's like that whole thing and it's very interesting it's just also I guess because we never really got to... It, it was very weird at the same time. Because also, you look at the voice actors and actresses for the factions. And Lakshmi, too, has the most famous actress. Oh, yeah. Uh, and for those that don't know who that is, it's uh, Shoray uh, Ag- Agdashlu. Uh, which you I would can't.
1: recognize her from, like, a bunch of things.
0: Yeah, she's a Persian actress, which I, I butchered a name, and I'm Persian. So, it's like, shit, <laughs> I suck at this. I wish I spoke Farsi. And... She is in a bunch of stuff in which, like, honestly, one of the most recent things you've probably seen her in is probably, like, The Punisher. Uh, She's in Punisher. Oh, I forgot about that. She's Madani's mom.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I know her. The thing that pops to my mind first is uh, she plays an important character in The Expanse.
0: That's what I I just saw on her IMDb that she's in there. But, yeah, she's in a bunch of shit. She's locked me, too. And I'm like, oh, cool. We have a Persian character here. And it's like, let's make her evil. I'm like, no. (laughs) But... It's a great way to then kind of have her bow out without having to recast forever, because you know all these people are expensive. Okay.
1: I have a different theory for why they did this whole thing, but I'll well, I'll let you finish first.
0: They, they there's multiple reasons, but also like because we've seen in the past Anna Bray and Ikora were both recast, in which like Anna yeah, Bray was the uh, biggest. They had Amy, they had Jamie Chung voicing her originally, and then they had, they like switched her out, and it was like oh fine. interesting. Even
1: Ikora yeah. has been uh, recast. At least for this season. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, in a brain I at Cora. Yeah.
0: yeah. So in which, you know, it's like, shit, Jamie Chung's that. It's because Jamie Chung's awesome. And it's like, she's a big voice actress. And then, I mean, she's a big actress in general. And they replaced her with, um, I forget what her name is. But she like, I think she does that new Apex character or something. And, you know, she's fine. She's good. Like, I'm not trying to knock her or anything. But like, there's still like, even with both of them, there's visible. You can tell the difference. When yeah. they change it, like it was with Ikora, I was like, "Oh, they re." I didn't even look to see if they recast her. I just heard a voice, and I was like, "Did they recast Ikora?" It's
1: it's one of those things where it's like, it's the actress does a pretty good job of sounding like Ikora, but y- yeah, like you said, I I immediately was like, "There's something different."
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just like I said with uh, Anna Bray. Once they recast her, I'm just like, "Where'd Jamie Chung go?" Mm. <laughs> but uh with the future oracle also and just the factions in general you know the biggest t- the biggest two long term things were hey where's trials and where's yeah. faction rallies like this, what's going on with these two get things get <laughs> and they eventually brought back Charles of osiris and they retired Charles of the nine and uh they never brought back factions and now they've been doing this as a clear yeah hey, let's get through the factions and kind of get rid of them and have a good canon yeah. reason why we won't have the factions anymore. Maybe
1: people will stop asking about faction wars if there are no more factions. Basically.
0: <laughs> and the cool thing here is they did a really good job with the Future War Cult weaponry, which I really wish they brought in the... There was So there was ups and downs to it. Uh, not downs, but there was more so just it's one of those things where certain things they got rid of you want back i guess you could say mm. and we haven't gotten like all the faction stuff back in terms of like weapons and armor and everything Cheers. and you can't yeah you want you want that stuff again because the last time you had it was when the light levels were very limited and uh those versions you know you had to get rid of them because i don't useless.
1: think they've done anything with the factions since like before forsaken
0: yeah it was year one that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, all that gear is outdated now because you had to delete it. It, it mm-hmm. the, the light levels were capped for those and the weapons. So, it was cool getting all the weapons again. And it was even cooler that they came with lore. Each one had lore mm-hmm. into the Future War cult. And you've learned all this stuff. Um, the thing was, like, uh, then you wonder, oh, shit, what's going to happen then if they're all gone? How do I get my new monarchy stuff? How do I get my Dead Orbit stuff? But also, how do I... Like, dude, does that mean we don't get the armor pieces Maybe anymore?
1: They'll just put them into the general <clears throat> pool.
0: Well, they are actually already in for... um, I've seen already one or two Dead Orbit um weapons in Season of the Lost. And also, I think I've seen one new Monarchy weapon so far in Season of the Lost. Right. So, they are basically integrating them in as well. Because I guess, you know, they left some caches behind. So, you can kind of yeah. use that as an explanation, if anything. But... Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, like, will we get that armor back? Because it's, like, another thing, too, where uh, it was, like, the same thing with Trials of the Nine. You wanted that armor, you wanted the weapons, and eventually they brought Prophecy Dungeon in, and they used that as, oh, here's how you get the Coda armor back. Besides, like, the Dungeon Moonfang armor, you can get the Trials of the Nine armor in this uh, dungeon now. And I think they've just integrated the Trials of the Nine weapons in the Prophecy now, too, so now there's even more reasons to go back to prophecy. But we'll, we'll talk about more of that later. And so, like, they, they did a good job, though. Otherwise, with, like, all the faction stuff, even with, like, the engrams, when you uh, go and take the uh, umbrella engrams and you want to, uh, what's it called, um, focus them. You can focus them on future war cult stuff besides the splicer stuff. So they, they did a good job, like I said. Otherwise, uh, the rest of the season, going through with the story there was so so they started this with season of the chosen like they to a smaller extent with the hunt but not too much like you get a lot of communication between characters and you're getting stuff with uh all throughout the overrides which uh we'll talk about the activities themselves in a second but just like you get conversations between mithrax saint 14 osiris ikora lakshmi 2 all five of them are just like, I think that was all of them. Yeah, they're the ones that are talking over your uh, the, the entire time throughout the overrides, throughout Expunge, and you're hearing like all this cool stuff. And it's so, you feel so much more integrated because you're learning new stuff, you're getting a lot of lore, you're getting like kind of conspiracy shit where you're like, oh, I know what's happening, I know what's happening, fucking Ghost Harris, oh my God, he's really who I think he is. Yeah. And you're just seeing it all unfold. And it's so cool to watch it all happen and listening to it all happen. And it was such an enjoyment to hear all that kind of stuff.
1: Definitely the the way the story is being told in Destiny in in current seasons has, in my opinion, been a step up uh, from like the past. Because, like, I like that they're actually including little moments where like you go to the Elixir quarters and you see. Osiris and Scene 14 and Mithrax like standing in the same place yes, and the talking animation's to each other. been great. yeah Like they actually do that instead of it being just like a conversation over the radio, which is much less interesting to me. Um they, it, I mean, it's the combination of everything. So you're
0: getting you're getting a kind of Alpha and Omega cutscene, like a cutscene at the mm-hmm. beginning of the story and an end of the story. You're getting a mid-scene kind of like artsy cutscene where it's not really an anime it's not full yeah it's very stylized and uh like last season it was zavala's attempted assassination this season it's the saint monster and uh between that all yeah you're getting these cool in character anime like in character in game character like uh actions that are going on whether they're standing around and talking whether it's at the splicer servitor or at the elixir quarter and then you're also getting the rate like they're, they're making sure to layer it completely. Yeah. So you're getting stuff in the missions. You're getting these animations, these movies, basically these little cutscenes. You're getting the in-person experiences. You are getting the little radio transmissions that are also there. You get like each week there was like, a, you could listen to Lakshmi's bullshit on the radio and stuff. Yeah. Uh And then you'd even also get the like hollow projector as well. And like a head would appear there. Like last season, a lot of it was Saladin. this time was Lakshmi too. Yeah. So there's all these different things adding up and it's not just like one thing. So it's like consistent and just multiple variety. You're getting all these varieties and it's really enjoyable having that just sheer amount. And then you're like, oh, I want to learn further things that aren't necessarily... In that specific like version, or maybe it's just history stuff, and then you go through the armor, the ship, the sparrow, the guns, and you get more and more from that. So they're really doing a great job of building everything up now, because now it's like a multimedia version of just learning the world in so many different aspects, which is fantastic. I think.
1: Yeah, it's definitely way more entertaining. Um, let's see what else.
0: Uh, well, did you want to? Was there anything else on that, or should we move on to then override and expunge?
1: Oh, no, I think we can move on to that.
0: Okay, so overrides as an activity. I really enjoyed this, honestly. Like, yeah, I no, love I that fun. you have multiple different things happening, and it's, yeah, f- of course, it's like in waves, so you're like, defend, gather the uh, moats, and then bank them, and then you have to shoot the little things to unlock it, and also defend Will things reopen and everything. But,. At the same time, I love that they also have that portal that opens too, and you have to basically run in there and kill that champion, which gives you more of the, um, crap. What was the, what was that currency called for that season? I think it was just like data. It was like data fragments or something. Um,
1: was it Intel?
0: I don't remember. Let me double check. I can look at my. I have the Destiny app open too, so yeah. I could at least like I look know. at. Um,
1: I, I, I did think that the was. the override missions were fun. It's just like, they did feel a little bit longer than they needed to be, in my opinion. Like mm. decrypted data. That's what it was called. Ah, uh, right. So it was a form of data, but um, yes. So like, I I don't know. I think for me personally, I could have done without the platforming section in the middle if it had just been like the opening wave <laughs> if you're thing. trying to go
0: flawless you're just like if you cuz you could just wait and let like the first couple characters that run in pull you through but every now and again you're like oh i want to go flawless yeah. in this run and then you just go and jump and somehow you die from some you survive all the enemies and then you die from something stupid and you're
1: just like fuck and it just it felt really weird like it uh, you have that like really high t- uh well not high pressure but like the tense uh gunfight in the beginning which is like fun and like i thought well paced and then it really slows it down for that uh platforming section and then you have a boss fight and i just feel like it might have been it might have not felt quite too long or just like a little bit too long if they had cut out that like platforming thing in the middle which i thought didn't really fit but that's just me Uh,
0: i'm gonna be honest i enjoyed it because I'm a multitasker, so I literally, (laughs) at a certain point, I'm like, wait, why am I going? They're literally going to go either way, so it doesn't matter if I go too, especially if I just get dragged in. So I straight up will just stop, and I'll be like, let me do something really fast (laughs) while I'm waiting. So it gives me like 15 seconds to 20 seconds to like text somebody or look at something really fast or like get something done. And Like if I can just like run it fast, then I'm like, cool, this worked out for me uh honestly i really liked it i really liked also that i think it gave you pinnacle gear yeah it gave you pinnacle gear and it was something i was fine doing over and over and over uh i think it was an improvement from the battlegrounds where the battlegrounds i felt took a very long time in comparison and
1: uh yeah the battlegrounds were also really long some especially like one of them i remember being way too long
0: it was the one probably with the three Wyverns that are shielded. Mm-hmm. And you have to like... That That one was like... Oh my god, that was like I torture. hated that one. That one in the first one. The two Nessus ones are like the ones that take the longest uh, out of all of them. The other ones are a little bit better. But uh, it was more so because... I'm fine with them doing kind of like a mix and match where Battleground... Like they, you see different things. So Hunt was up to three players, but really you could just solo that. You don't have to care about it too much. Battlegrounds was always three player. It was like a three player strike practically. Whereas now, uh, the override was six people and it's like a fun six player activity. So you can just kind of make a big fire team if you want to, and just get in there. And that way you don't have to worry about, you can have as many friends as you want practically. But also if you don't, there's always going to be people there. It's something that's constantly populated. So I did like that change. And I'm definitely okay with them doing kind of like a mix and match of everything. Like uh, this season, it's six players. Next season, it might be three or something. Like I'm I'm totally good with uh, doing like those mix-ups and stuff. Like you don't have to do six well, every time or three every time. The current season
1: already has six. a six-man thing, the ley lines thing.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm fine with them doing that or this. Like it's... They don't always have to keep it consistent like that because I think, like, if you look through year three uh, with the Vex invasions, uh, the Sundial and stuff like that, like, I think they were all six player, if I remember correctly. Like, those were all six player activities, I want to say. Even the Rasputin one was six players. Arrival was six players. I'm pretty sure so yeah battlegrounds and the hunt were the only two three player ones and i don't know like it's up to you i guess to de- to determine like if you like that more do you like the six player ones more or do you like the three player ones more i personally at this point do prefer the six because it just feels like um more relaxing like you're not killing yourself as much mm-hmm. just to do something that's a basic activity uh but yeah overall liked it a lot and then expunge Expunge like was fun.
1: I just didn't know. I, I don't know if I liked having to do it like six different times. If you're doing, but that may just be because I did the story of the season. You you were like behind. That's a different. Yeah, you
0: you don't have a good. Uh, you have a bad excuse there. Yeah. <laughs> like I did it every week, so it wasn't that bad. It was like it li- the the story itself for each week was very short. Like all you had to do was. Basically do an override, and then they do some cutscene stuff. They tell you to travel here and talk to this person and that person. You're like, okay, cool, and I'm done. With uh, the last, I want to say, six weeks when they introduced the Expunge missions, it basically just added one single step. And aside from that, it wasn't too much more lengthy. The only thing is also you have to take into effect how you're going about it. So if you want to, you can get through this shit so fast because you have a full fire team of people. There's no matchmaking. So you have to make sure you choose, like, you have to get your team. You have to go like, oh, hey, guys, come play with me and your clan or your friends. Oh, you don't have those? Oh, LFG it on the app. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going out there. I went to a concert a couple days ago. Um, so you could just use the app as well, James. Use the app. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. you, you sold all of it, didn't you? You sold all all the missions. Is that what you did? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it took still didn't more seem that long. But... Yeah. So, uh, there's like the regular versions, and you just run through them, and they're pretty easy for the most part. Like they're very forgiving. And then you get to the corrupted versions, which honestly I liked a lot, just for the sheer. They did a good job with the expunge, uh, Corrupted Expunges because of the loot specifically. So they're harder difficulty. There's champions in it. There's Taken Blights and other like things that are basically harming you along the way for platforming where it's just more difficult. And then they also add in, of course, Taken into it as well. And at the end, though, they give you a chest that is at your level, but it drops very good rolls of, like, armor and stuff like you're getting 65 point armor which is you know you're masterworking that you're nearly like 89 90 uh points by the end if you masterwork that armor so it's like something really great you just have to make sure you have a good role you know if it's got like you know recovery and intellect or something but otherwise like uh it's really enjoyable that you can keep doing that and you only get like five corrupted keys i think on your account and you know, it, if you get through it fast enough, you can keep getting more corrupted keys from other activities. But it's just something I really appreciated that they reward players with really good graded gear instead of being like, here's a reward. And it's like fucking 48. And you're just like, what the f- what the fuck is this? What am I supposed to do with this? This doesn't do anything for me. Like I can't put, I can't put anything for this. There's no resilience on this fucking thing. Or not resilience, uh, recovery uh there was there was a bad time in my life where I had a lot of resilience on my characters and even though it was like practically useless but anyway uh I thought x was good the ending with Quaria in the Delphi one though I heard from a lot of friends that they were disappointed I myself was kind of okay but at the same time knew that it could have been better uh, just because Quoria. The reason I think why people are—I mean, the reason I th- know people are, are annoyed with Quoria was, Quoria has been someone that's been built up since Destiny One.
1: Yeah, for like a long ass time.
0: Long ass time, and it was I mean, Quoria was like this giant Vex mind. Wasn't this the one that got through when uh Crota let the Vex in? I don't and know. Orcs took it.
1: Is that what happened?
0: I could be completely wrong. But either way, Orcs like, took Coria. Well, yeah,
1: that's the thing. For a long time, we've heard that Coria has been subjugated to um, Savathun. Yeah, he so. Orcs
0: gifted Coria to mm, and after okay. he took her uh, or took it. And Coria uh, then was used to enact the curse on the Dreaming City with Riven. It was like yeah. Coria and Riven were like, it was like a weird chain of, like, hierarchy of weird Taken things that, uh, were under Savathun. It was super weird, but basically, besides Riven, it was Quoria, and Quaria was the one that was holding the curse in, in effect as well with the Dreaming City, if if I know that correctly. And the whole thing now is, like, this leads, like, with Quoria being destroyed, this leads into the Dreaming City a potential of returning to its former glory, in which, you know, we'll talk about more so in Season of the Lost, but, uh... I overall like it's cool that you take her out, and now there's a a, a cause for effect where now you're potentially seeing more changes in the gameplay world, which is really cool. But it was just that oh, it's just like this activity that you can have three players in, and that's it. Like I guess people wanted something more like a dungeon or a raid, if anything. Yeah, a dungeon would have been cool. Just because of the sheer hype of the character, like how much build, like for all the building up we've been doing of Savathune, there was also uh, a smaller but still very, like, visible buildup of Quoria mm-hmm. as well. And for it to just be kind of knocked out like that, it's like, oh, fuck. All right, well, I guess I guess that happened. Because also, I I went through and I fucking ran that shit flawless. I solo flawless Quoria. <laughs> and I just, like, which it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I literally just ran in there with my hunter with a golden gun and would just like, basically Celestial Nighthawk it, run away, because then it's like, oh, you have to go take out these two giant, like, minotaur, uh, these yeah. two giant, like, minotaurs that are, like, uh, one's uh, Vex and one's Taken, and then you take those out and you go back again. And you have to, like, do one, then take her out again, then do the other and take her out again. So I kept letting my Celestial reload, because otherwise she's going to shoot all that shit, and all those like uh, blocks that are basically gonna kill you. So you have to basically shoot that shot, get out of there and run for it. Like it's it's very, if you can pull that off, then you'll survive. And I did and I was like, oh, thank God I did it. I got the, it was like a ghost. I think I, it was a ghost shell or a ship. I forget which one I got, but uh, it was totally worth it. And it was just annoying if you die at the very end cause it's just like, ah, I just spent like 15 minutes here. I can't believe they've done this to me.
1: <laughs> How could you do this to me?
0: <laughs> I think I had to do it like three times, which isn't too bad, but it's so much easier doing that than just contemplating the fact that I still have to go into the pit of heresy and solo it. Not flawless, but I have to solo pit of heresy and I'm just like, I don't want to do this. It's going to suck so badly. But do you, do you have any anything else on uh, Aquaria at all?
1: No, not really. I mean, I I guess I should say that like my only as much as I enjoyed the what should have been good storytelling for the season, it kind of didn't work out super great for me because I played like all at the end of the season pretty much. So shit kind of got a little out of order for me. You, so, cho- you
0: chose wrong bro you chose you should have you're spending all your time with persona with final yeah. fantasy with age of calamity yeah and you could have been just doing this little weekly thing that takes you a 30 to one hour maximum
1: but. so that's the thing like it would have been bad enough or not have been bad but just like annoying enough that like i'm playing at the end of the season where like the endless night has been fixed so
0: wait you went to the tower and it's just a regular day
1: you know and yeah and everyone's still (laughs) like all the dialogue that i'm getting is like talking about this endless night and like these taken blights that are showing up and i'm like the what (laughs) wait you never saw the taken blights i knew about them but like oh my god i never actually experienced that there
0: were literally actual taken blights in the in the fucking tower and i'm like what what why are these here
1: yeah but the biggest problem for me was like I, when I jumped into the game in like the last or second to last week to play, uh, so one of the things it has you do over and over is it, it makes you do those override missions over and over again, um, or at least to get the uh, the chests at, uh, at the end. And, and that's like for the, the quests that you do week to week that unlocks the story stuff. And f- so I I went to do anu- like just another override mission. And it jumped me into like the last one where uh like Osiris or no, uh where Lakshmi opens Yeah, Lakshmi 2 opens the portal in in the city and lets the Vex in to like fuck up the the Elixne. And so it's like is saying shit like, Oh my god, there's Vex in the last city. How could Lakshmi do this? And I was like, What? What why did Lakshmi do? And then, like, uh, there's a, a line where um, they're like, Mithrax, how are you holding out? And he's like, we're on the run, but we'll hold off as long as we can. And uh, Saint-14 like, hold on, Mithrax, I'm coming. And he's like, no, you have to protect your own people. And it's just, like, straight out of, uh, um, Need, not Need for Speed, uh Fast and Furious, Fast just and like, furious. he straight up and was like you are my people was like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like this is cool but I feel like I missed a few steps because the last time I saw, I played this they were like definitely not trusting each other uh, yep. and then like I got to see that last cutscene which was like super cool but it also ended with Osiris just kind of like watching from a rooftop off in the distance and then walking away and I'm just like that was odd I don't know why Osiris didn't help or why he just was like watching shit go nuts. And then like, so then I, so I basically ended up being immediately suspicious of Osiris before I got all the other stuff where he's like, I forget who it was, but like someone was like, I need to tell this person, this thing that we had figured out. And Osiris was was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. I'll let them know. Like, so uh, immediately I was just like, why did he not want that person to talk to that other person and then like other shit where he's uh, every, he started listening in on us uh jumping into um the expunge missions yeah and talking about shit where like i never thought it would be possible for a guardian to get into this like world or or whatever and like shit like that and it's like very clearly like either osiris has some plans of his own, or this is not Osiris.
0: Well, the whole thing he says, I'll never underestimate you again like that. Yes. And it's just and, like, and he Ugh. says that, and I was
1: like, that's a weird thing for Osiris to
0: say. So I-, I told you before, um, and I've been telling you, like, oh, I have an inkling for this because I learned about this, which, you know, these never, these aren't necessarily guarantees, but like, unfortunately, every now and again, you know, there's leaks that come out, and me and certain friends i play with online you know we just want to know we're just like fuck just let us know i'm I'm just so curious and stuff so we learned like oh osiris isn't osiris savathun is osiris and osiris has been kidnapped and uh that that was like it it was like that and that uh savathun was going to use you to get rid of her worm and give you osiris back and that was it that's all we knew and this was like I want to say in like the first half of season of the splicer and learning that it was either then I want to say it was like early early season of the splicer because like uh it went to the point where when I learned this I looked back at not season of the hunt but season of the chosen all of the presage talk the way he's talking to Keitel and everything he's doing there and I'm like wait a minute he said that before about the oh my god and it like everything starts clicking and then you go huh when he starts saying all the shit in the expunge i'm just like it's so ob, it's so fucking obvious now because i know and it's like all the things he's saying i'm like dude this is actually just sabbathu talking to me this whole time and it's so it's like ridiculous because i'm like Why would Osiris say that? This is actually just what Sabathun would say. All this stuff is what Sabathun would say. Oh, we shouldn't kill Coria. We should see about capturing and researching Coria. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to destroy your own basically following.
1: I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, that's what's so clever about it is like they're all things that like at the time you wouldn't really think of. Because like, yeah, Osiris might be interested in studying a taken Vex because he is fascinated in like learning about the facts so that he can better protect the people from them. So, like, it's not too crazy that he would say maybe protect it, but also now that we know who he really was, you're like, oh, there's so many things that just have, like, a second meaning now. It's so cool.
0: Yep. And not to mention that, but Osiris was even... The fact that when you get through have you gotten all the caches in presage
1: no i still haven't done that oh
0: i I, i'm sorry i gotta spoil this but this is like that's fine you find the crown
1: oh i know you eventually find the crown
0: but osiris goes hey kindle we're gonna take the crown we're gonna bring it back to the tower
1: Uh, We're bring back to the city that doesn't seem like a good idea
0: it already happened the crown is in the city Uh uh-oh because basically it's like Callus fucked with the crown and Savathun's basically getting her crown back and going hey, can I get this back? Let me, let me take this home and do some stuff with it.
1: Wait, did Savathun make the, yes. the crown? Yes. Oh. The crown was
0: Savathun gifting it to Callus, going like, put it on so I can control you and Callis went, nah, but I'm gonna use it against oh. you. Uh, hey, uh, Galran, put it on. And Galran's like, oh, I'm Savathun's pet now. Sorry, fuck you. I
1: totally missed that. That, that yeah. Savathun made that.
0: She used it as a control mechanism to control whoever's wearing it, and then Kallus turned it into a communication weapon to basically commune with the darkness.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. That's what happened. And that's why, uh, when dude, when you find the crown, it's surrounded by dead scorn that are also the plants that killed those uh, Cabal and... Uh, um, what's his face? Um, I just forget. Ca- ca- Catulluses? is that his
1: name oh yeah it's like catapuses something like that yeah
0: yeah the the hunter that died yeah so like all those overgrowth is like there too with the crown but yeah so you get all that osiris stuff and by the time osiris is like saying the shit in expunges you're just like for fuck's sake and then you see osiris at the end of the cutscene, and he's walking away i'm just like fucking sad the whole goddamn time like yeah because they're the at that point there's some people basically just now all of a sudden you see all this new nu- because everyone's caught up everyone's like oh is osiris being controlled by savathun and i'm over here like no that is savathun and then i'm also trying to second guess a bit being like but maybe he is being controlled nah, it doesn't make sense to like it, it like from what i already heard it would make sense that it would be savathun controlling uh, that it is savathun but i guess we'll see because the whole thing was like the reason i didn't think it was uh, Savathun controlling Osiris that it was actually Savathun was the whole thing was Savathun was already in the city, and that's why i was like where else would Savathun be? And then we got our answer, of course. But uh, overall, I thought the season was awesome. I really, really liked it a lot. I think they're really advancing their storytelling. They're doing a great job with their different new gameplay modes. And uh, I really like the characters that they're utilizing here. And I'm glad they've introduced Mithrax. They did a a good job of eliminating Faction Rally stuff. In which uh, my one last thing here I want to say is more of a prediction. And I love that I feel like I'm on to something because Bife made a video after I already said it. So this isn't me going, I watched a Bife video and (laughs) I blah, blah. I'm like, I thought about this and I said it. And then a Bife video came out afterwards with the same exact thoughts. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. I knew it. I fucking knew it. So, back in Destiny 1, you get all this lore about the factions. And you learn there was another faction before the Future War Cult uh, was one of the three factions in the tower. And it was the Concordat led by Elisander. And you get, like, his cool green sparrow. And the whole thing was he tried to take control of the tower from the speaker he's also a very very big uh he hates osiris as well he hates osiris uh to the point where he didn't like that back what this is like pre-ikora's of all, all of them is the vanguard this is when osiris was on the vanguard and he was the warlock uh, is this vanguard the story of
1: vanguard Concordant?
0: yes that's uh. what i said it's uh yeah so you know he does that whole uh coup attempted coup in which Of all the forces to actually repel him it was new monarchy that stopped him and they were the heroes back then that they stopped uh lysander but he gets exiled uh he's like either gets exiled or he runs away or something it's one of the two but uh the concordat's basically gone but the whole thing is like when you get the sparrow you learn that there's a lot of sympathizers for lysander and uh, by the end of this, you know, the Future War cult has disbanded pretty much. Like, there's some people that I guess probably followed uh, New Monarchy and Dead Orbit out, but the rest probably stayed because they already, there's a lot of them, if you look through the lore pieces, they all resigned and left Lakshmi too, because didn't like her as a leader, they're like, yo, we didn't agree to this and we actually don't hate the elixir so fuck you. And with Dead Orbit taking New Monarchy and some of the Future War cult people out of there, that leaves them potentially to make an even though they fought him previously, they could make an alliance and go under the new leadership of Lysander. And you could potentially get a form of human enemy in the future with the factions. with the factions. Huh, and the factions. Be interesting. Yeah, because the whole thing is, oh, we're getting good cabal, we're getting good Elixni that we ally with and stuff, and there's the whole thing of the light and the dark and everything else not necessarily the dark being evil anymore. That's more so specific dredgens that, you know, but Shin Malphor takes care of that. Yeah. If anything, but with the factions, like that could be human enemies we can take care of. And, you know, they're massive, not to mention who knows how many people Lysander has. Like that's a whole new enemy type you can put in, which I'm fine with killing humans. Fuck that. I like that, but, you know, whatever I do it in call of duty, I can do it here. Um. It would be so cool eventually to have them as foes. And Lysander potentially being this dude that's like this probably charismatic guy who can really convince people. Because we don't know anything. Like, I, this is where I did go to the Bife video where he does talk about it going like, we don't really know anything about that actual faction. Just like uh, Bife talks about how he, uh, he chose New Monarchy, but he didn't like their prime tenant, which was becoming a dictatorship. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that, which is why I like the future World co- Like, it was like that... I didn't appreciate that, and I didn't like the cowardice of the Future War Cult. I mean, not the uh, the Dead Orbit. I didn't like the fact that they just want to run away. I liked Future War Cult because it was it was crazy. It seemed a little crazy where they're like, perpetual war, but it's like, hey, we're just always preparing for whatever enemy comes. And that was actually a really cool thing, until Lakshmi literally said, like, fuck the Elixir. And I was like, oh, yeah. weird. So, uh, and she was power hungry. And, you know, when certain people have too much power, it gets to their heads and they go fucking insane. So, that could happen. And I think that would be really, really fucking cool if they do this or they go down that road where now things are more so... They're getting into a much deeper thing where instead of killing things because of their race, you're killing whatever types of factions. You're getting into factioned pieces of different races here now. Kind of like the way it used to be in Destiny 1 where... Oh, there's the House of Winter. There's the House of Devils. There's the House of uh, Wolves and the House of the Lost and stuff. And there are different colors and stuff. And it seemed really cool. Just like there were different cabal, like the the Sand Eaters or something, yeah. Sun Eaters, uh, du-
1: Dusk Eaters and
0: something. yeah. I don't think they're all eaters, but you know, you know, what I mean? you get, what, you get what, we're, what we're saying and stuff. Like it was all that kind of faction type thing. And if they delve into that, I think that would be really cool. Like imagine a battlefield where. You have House of Light Elixney and House of Salvation Elixney and potentially maybe even House of Dusk Elixney and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? <gasps> shoot the not lie ones, shoot the not lie ones. Like it's that kind of thing. That would be really cool. I think that would be really something we could get into. But uh with that said, any anything else for uh season of the splicer before we no, move I th- on? I think
1: we covered it pretty thoroughly. Okay.
0: The Witch Queen holy shit so we saw that cutscene, and we see savathun like fucking fully formed moth wings which we've seen orcs's wings he's got like full-on hive crazy like you know war wings and shit but like these were like full-on moth and she's talking what wh- i think was the creepiest part was she talks with a very human voice and yeah. then you see her mouth move and it's kind of horrifying i'm gonna be honest i'm like ah this
1: <laughs> make me yeah. uncomfortable so i do like the the distinction with her wings where like oryx had very bat-like demon-y wings and hers are kind of more like elegant like a butterfly or a moth
0: yeah and which i have a theory about that but i'll save that for house uh for season of the lost that's gonna be a a good little prediction here uh i'll just say for now chrysalis um Hmm. but we get to see that the new destination isn't going to be one on our plane of existence, which is very interesting. Like you'd think like, Oh, are we going to get the, the big rumors were Chicago because of the swamp. And it turned out, Oh, this, the swamp's not in on earth. And it's also not really technically in the yeah. solar system. It's in the ascendant plane. And then it's like, um, yeah, we get me. to
1: roam around Savathun's throne world, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. And it's massive it's got a crazy swamp which the way people are talking is like the swamp is like the outskirts of it and you're making your way into the actual like giant what looks like honestly I don't know if you want to say castle would you say a city or a fortress
1: fortress for sure
0: a fortress okay so you have a fortress there there is a darkness ship that is blown open in there as well she took a darkness ship yeah yeah so just you so know, interesting that's very interesting to the point where it's very funny the reverses that have happened here where oh the guardians are learning to get into the darkness and it's like oh well the hive are learning to get into the light and it's yeah it's like oh excuse me
1: dude i lost Cause... my mind because like i i saw the leak of the uh pi- the pictures from the collector's edition so like i saw what looked like Sabathun had her own ghost and i was like oh that's that's interesting that she has a ghost i didn't think that it's like no, no 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 she's making ghosts yeah and she's raising her own dead like acolytes and wizards and shit and making her own hive guardians like uh and i just find it hilarious that they have like literally our exact subclasses too like they yep. they showed a hunter uh hive throwing like flaming daggers into a, uh, a void uh like a, I guess a titan hive doing the uh the titan shield, like yeah I just find that super funny and really really interesting because and threatening it, well one of the things I mentioned way back when we were talking about uh beyond light before it came out was like the idea that. We are also like we're getting access to stasis powers, but so are some of the elixir. And I was like, that might be really interesting going up against enemies that literally have the same powers that we do. You just get
0: frozen, and you're just like, fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then it, it ended up just being kind of frustrating and not that cool. But like Especially this...
0: in the Glassway Grandmaster Nightfall. Oh uh, my god.
1: I, I can only imagine. But but yeah, like this though, where it's like it's kind of the same thing, but instead of us getting a power that has already been in the game it's other enemies getting our powers and throwing Mm -hmm. them against us. And I'm just like, it's so interesting. The idea of the hive having the light at all, let alone like literally being guardians. It's such an interesting thing that I did not see coming.
0: And it looks really cool because one, it, Ups the difficulty just in terms of story campaigns now, in which they also said they're gonna do um what they say like uh, a new a higher difficulty for the story missions as well. Oh. So there's gonna be like two. Difficulty but they did sets. say it was
1: gonna be challenging, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there'll be a more challenging version too, and I can imagine that'll be really cool because it's like oh, there's no. I think they said it's like more threatening where you won't be able to um res anymore, so you have to stay alive. Mm okay and i'm just and it's like staying because it's supposed i guess it's supposed to be more in tune of like hey you're in her ascendant plane now it's her rules and that i thought was really cool potentially because then it makes it a real challenge and you're kind of forced to go flawless which is also really cool i think and the fact that they show like one of the hive supers go and knock out a whole fire team Mm -hmm. was very threatening and also it makes you wonder like all right how would you combat things in crucible you know uh you usually cancel things out like uh blade barrage hunter would be useful because not necessarily like you take out one dude and you're just like cool i killed one person whatever like you could have done that with a gun instead it's a lot more useful if you see a fucking striker titan running at your team and you and you go oh if i don't blade barrage him we're all dead like unless everyone can concentrate fire on that person, we're gonna fucking die because of these like supers that are just meant to kill everything, and some of them are just meant there. Some supers like the Night Stalker and the uh, Blade Barrage are there to basically save or not save, but like protect. Like they they just uh, are there to cancel out the bigger ones sometimes and i see that being useful then in this throne world because you're like oh fuck it's a hive super quick blade barrage or quick uh titan bubble shield or well like a a radiance well in which someone said like watch you're gonna be fighting the hive (laughs) you kill the you kill the raid boss and then the raid boss puts down a fucking well and you're like oh no Uh. (laughs) oh my god everyone's freaking out because it's just the thought of like what if the cursed thrall pops a super on you and you just fucking scream (laughs) and i I said it would be hilarious if there's a thrall and it just slaps you but the slap is the equivalent of a titan shoulder charge so you're just like deleted (laughs) gone it's it's just there's so much potential to what could happen now with all these new enemies and it's a great way to spice things up when you're you're basically fighting the same races over and over and over again and they did say like there's changes like this coming and potentially it's cool because um with that kind of thing you could see something like maybe not elixney but actually maybe elixney you could see elixney guardians eventually that could be that could be a thing I don't know about the Cabal. We already kind of saw that with Gaul, where Gall single-handedly just becomes like a fucking Dawnblade. Um, what was what was all his shit? He was like Dawnblade, um, and like two other. I forget what the other one. I think the Void one was like the Warlock Void one. Uh, wasn't Gall basically a Warlock?
1: Oh, he did like. Actually, yeah. I get, I think he's. I think so because he he definitely did like the Dawnblade
0: thing. And it was the Void, the Void, um, not Void, not the Nova Bomb, yeah, but it was Nova Warp.
1: Yeah, and I can't think of him doing either of the Hunter or Titan supers. So, I guess it was mostly Warlock stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, it was,
0: it was Nova Warp and I think the Chain Lightning, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: so yeah, so it was always like, oh, a fucking Warlock. Jesus Christ. And it's... Yeah, that's it. It's just crazy. I'm I'm trying to think of anything else to say, but yeah, it's just fucking insane that we're going to be fighting. Like they're called the Lucent Brood. Is I the like name.
1: that. The, uh, it seems like if we don't destroy their ghosts, they'll, they'll also keep just keep respawning. Yes, that was another and big thing there. I don't know if you have to crush them in your hand, but I like that that's an option.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just think about the fact that let's say there's a shit ton of enemies there, and if you kill their guardian, their the hive, the Lucent Brood first and you still have to focus on the others, you can't get to that ghost. That means they're just going to keep coming back because there's other enemies there. So it makes it so now you have to really strategize how you want to take things out. Because also, what if I save that Lucent Brood for last? By the time you kill the other enemies, oh no, their supers up. They're going to fucking kill us now anyway. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm already assuming you kill that thing first. Each time it rises, you just keep focusing on it until you kill the other enemies. And that's how you have to go about it. Otherwise, they're going to get their super and fucking murk you well you're trying to still take out like other enemies and whatnot and also there's the thought of will it be then up to three lucent brood at a time like how many of these things are going to come for us at once because that could be kind of scary what if we're outnumbered (laughs) and it's like oh look six blade barrages (laughs)
1: oh like
0: that could could be scary it's gonna it brings in all this new challenge that will come in which is also even scarier for the fact that we now have been um neutered with our super armor pieces Mm because they did uh they they pretty much uh they took down a bit of the damage point like the they're not as powerful now because they want people to utilize they don't want people to keep utilizing the same supers for raids Mm. so they've been like kind of depowering certain uh gear pieces so they're not like oh keep using celestial and code of the missile and shit over and over and over and whatnot yeah Or like the everything like that basically um which people just have to then adjust to just like when they're like trying to depower anarchy and it's like but that's my everything in a raid what do you mean don't take away my anarchy uh another thing was there's no so they, they did discuss certain things and i did look into it uh next expansion we're not getting a new darkness uh class
1: well they haven't said so yet, but they, they I, did. I oh did they? I yeah, I looked thought at the they 12. just like, didn't mention it. And uh yeah, so they say
0: uh there will be no new darkness subclass with the witch queen or through year 5 at all. Damn. Uh that's we made the call to refocus ourselves on light subclasses this year as you'll see below. This isn't just a mean. Yeah. I did like just, this though. This doesn't just mean a port but also new and exciting stuff too, which they did. Say, so here's another thing they say: there are no new stasis sub. Uh, new- ah, sorry. For the current uh, season of the Lost, we just started. There's no new stasis aspects, so there's not. There's no reason to like go to the Exo Stranger to get like those little uh, Umbral quests that will basically get you like more little fragments to turn in for more aspects or anything. I think I have to do it anyway because I missed the two from last season. I didn't. I completely forgot and just never went over to her. Uh so I got those now and I'm like, oh shit. Well I'll get these two. But uh yeah, similar to above, we wanted to focus on different initiatives instead of adding more to stasis. We feel like the subclass build variety is in a good spot and was likely to benefit from tuning changes more than new stuff. To that end we prioritized the Season of the Lost Balance patch, another patch you'll hear about below debuting with the 30th anniversary. So you know, we had all these predictions that Witch Queen and Lightfall, you'd each get a darkness subclass, which it seems like the next two will be instead Lightfall and the new expansion, the final shape, which I'll say yeah. in a second, because there's something big about that's very personal and very clan related, uh, that I'll talk about in a bit. Well, that's but, also
1: just very important lore-wise.
0: Yeah. And uh that means the whole thing where they talked about it the subclasses of solar void and arc are be are going to be getting uh aspects like stasis where now you can do a lot more customization with them and make them more differentiated so now uh there'll be certain more uses in pve pvp there'll be more just differences that you'll want to do for builds for characters and everything else and i honestly i'll be the I'll, i'll be honest when i say like with the stasis one I'm, i've been very bad with it like i keep forgetting it exists personally which i need to go back and basically reassess what i'm Same. using it all for but it's something that'll be useful though with all the subclasses like that's going to make things really interesting yeah. and
1: so one of the complaints that i had about um i guess is not about stasis specifically when they introduced it but like I thought it was such a cool idea that they had those different aspects and like the different ways that you could customize your stasis subclass, but they didn't rework the light classes at the same time to do the same thing. So it it literally made your stasis power feel more fun to use because you could customize it in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. And you couldn't do that with the light subclasses. So I'm very excited that they're actually going to be doing that uh, in the future for the light classes because that just makes it I'm going to have so much fun doing that, I think. Oh, for sure. And
0: I think they said the first one they're doing uh, is going to be uh, Void will be the first Mm, one. And I think it's coming uh, with the 30th anniversary stuff. So I think that's coming like, I think I keep saying, (laughs) Uh, I think it's going to be the second half of season of The Lost or it's just going to be in Witch Queen, one of the two. Mm. Because I think 30th anniversary stuff starts in the second half of season of The Lost that's how they're doing it like oh you know we have it's supposed to be like december i want to say because yeah, it's a six month about- season
1: what do you Oop. think about that uh anniversary bundle that they're selling with just like a bunch of ornaments and stuff
0: it's coming with a dungeon is it Can yeah not- there's a g- it's gonna come with a dungeon in the cosmodrome and galahor uh,
1: okay i thought oh, that-
0: yeah dude I, Dude, I, i'm already throwing my money at this are you kidding me yeah uh, <sighs> Okay. Yeah, so you were trying to you're trying to trying to be cheap, aren't you? Well, I thought it was
1: literally just like ornaments for stuff like the marathon. No, suit, dude, and it's like, a eh.
0: full it was like full on like hey, we're giving you a dungeon in this and which will be very useful to keep people like it's six months, man. Hmm. Six month season. This'll be useful for those last like two months where it's gonna be December, January and actually wait, it was two, 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 two it's February twenty second, twenty twenty two. So when this comes out, you're basically going to have like two and a half months still of the season. And that will be a very good thing to kind of keep things alive. Besides the fact like, I mean, uh, well, okay, we'll talk about it more in Season of the Lost. But back to Witch Queen. I believe there's going to be a dungeon and a raid coming with it as well. And with that darkness ship that's going to be there, my big question is it has to have something for sure. Like, it just would be insane if we don't get to go in and do something crazy in there. So, I'm assuming yeah. it's a, it's going to either be the raid or the dungeon that'll be in the darkness ship. Personally, I think it'll be the dungeon just because I think the raid will be much more with either Savathun or potentially a hive god. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I, I feel like the raid would probably take place throughout her, like, fortress castle itself. Yeah,
0: it, More likely, whereas the dungeon in there would be really cool because then it's like a a still hint of like what's the cut it's your first um preview of like lightfall and it's like lightfall hype begins here in this dungeon in yeah. this uh darkness ship. That would be really, really cool. Cause we didn't really we briefly went into the one in Shadow Keep, you know, and that's where they're like, Yeah it's salvation yeah. and you're like, oh fuck. And then in Beyond Light, you know, you keep getting your powers there. And it's like, oh what a horrible place. And I'm like, I'm getting stronger. This is fantastic.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, <laughs> is like we keep wanting to explore one of those darkness ships but we we only keep getting like teases of what it looks like on the inside yeah and it's it's getting frustrating that they are i mean they can only do so much, much at the same time oh, like what?
0: they can only do so much at the same time like i'm I'm just happy we're getting we're finally after all these years getting savathun and it's like after oh, savathun sure. then it'll be all darkness like think about it. like we're probably not going to I don't think they'll go full Shibu Wrath for a while. Like we're probably not going to really see actual Shibu Wrath for like I would say not even until Lightfall DLC or um year 3 or something. I'm not even sure. But I think like Savathûn the build up for how long it took compared to like where Orcs just came instantly has been really well done. And with the darkness, you know, we're finally going to get more and more of it. And Lightfall will be kind of like the penultimate, oh, here's everything you need to know. And then the final shape, which I guess we can talk about now, will be uh, the end-all be-all for it. And they said, you know, Destiny doesn't end there. It's just the end of the light-darkness saga. Which I'm not going to question it. I don't want to know what happens after. That's way... James, that's not... uh, We're getting Witch Queen 2022. Lightfall is 2023. And Final Shape is twenty twenty four. I don't need to think about what's happening in twenty twenty five. I'm in... good.
1: I'm completely good well, with like, what's going on here. What is Destiny after the Light and Dark Saga? That's like the whole thing. But whatever. ask me in
0: four years. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to think that far ahead. I don't have time to. I
1: don't know. So the reason why, like, I guess for someone who doesn't know the lore, the the Final Shape is like a really weird sounding name. But the the thought behind that is, like, that is apparently kind of like the end point for the sword logic is, like, this, which is what the Hive believe in, basically, is, like, at the end of the universe, the only things that should exist in the universe are the most powerful things that can, like, defend themselves and fight off anything else that's, like, strong. Like, basically, only the strongest will be... Around for the final version of the universe, which they call the final shape of the universe. So, calling that last DLC the final shape has a lot of really heavy lore uh, um, implications potentially it's going to be another hive story we i don't know or it could or be or just something the darkness the
0: combination of light and dark putting you together and it's your final shape as a guard yeah
1: too it could be a lot of things but it's just yeah. like
0: what if they brought back oryx
1: oh man oh, honestly okay. i
0: think oryx is like oryx is the lich king of destiny where you know you have the lich king in warcraft and he's in like warcraft 3 and he build it up there, and he comes back in a expansion where it's like, oh shit, he's back again. It's like a whole thing. Here, we killed orcs in the second year of Destiny, and he was still probably to this day the most powerful enemy we've ever faced. More than oh, Aramis yeah. easily, more than everyone. Even Savathun still fears orcs, I would say, technically. And when you go to Shadow Keep, you know, it's like, oh hey, it's greatest hits. And it's like Skolas, Tanix, uh, uh omnigol crota gaul the fanatic like all of them and it's all of the different ones from all, even atheon if i remember correctly even atheon's there oh, i don't remember yeah atheon's there too and you get all of them and it's like okay cool where's oryx and you never see oryx and i'm just saying that's a good if, point. They, if they ever brought back one i mean they're gonna bring back aramis they already said aramis will come back but if they ever bring back a big enemy it's gonna be orcs and the question is would he come back before or after you take out shivu or wrath like that's another big thing there because shivu wrath will be awesome because shivu wrath is literally war we haven't fought war yet we're right now dealing with intrigue and we had like kind of like the i don't know what you'd call orcs technically like orcs is like the the navigator yeah the conqueror i guess something like that but uh shivu wrath is like full-on just like god of war person and it's gonna be crazy because i'd assume shiva Rath is very uh knight oriented in terms of like the hive and whatnot but i also want to see different variations of hive like i want to see like if they're different uh with all these like at least with savathune we're seeing like the the lucent brood and all these new types of hive and the hive do look different in her throne world uh whereas orcs at least he had the taken and whatnot and Shiva Wrath could potentially do something where it's like more army looking hive that are like heavier or stronger. Or think of like Orakai in yeah. regards to orcs, if that like, makes sense.
1: We've we've been exposed to a Wrath... sorry. Yeah, Shiva Wrath in like the the Season of the Hunt, but not. And that like, Season
0: of the Lost. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, too, but, but
1: like in Season of the Hunt, we never really fought their specific hive units. It was all the um the Wrathborn? yeah. Which so they were, were basically weird like because
0: it was a combo of hive and uh, fallen. Yeah.
1: So it seemed like Siva Roth was like mind controlling other units that were already around, like without actually dedicating hive, it not, um, units.
0: Yeah, it took control of Sabathian Hive too. That was the crazy part. Yeah, yeah, which is very strange but cool at the same time. Unless those are just straight up like the hive hive that they controlled and they weren't. I don't know. It was really weird, but I'm not going to question. it uh yeah so the final shape all that so it'll be cool to see what that is and then another thing um my clan had recently split in half oh uh we were called get glimmer gg and it used to be when i first joined there were five clans within the clan because it was so big you couldn't fit everyone in one so you had to make like sub portions and it was like get glimmer one two three and four and then mercy rule which was the uh crucible like basically the pvp portion mm. of like the sweats and over time, uh, there was a lot of inactives or people that didn't do as much as they wanted besides like meeting all the requirements of like, oh, yeah, before for the state, do 15 last wishes and 30 glass uh, garden of salvations. So otherwise, you're kicked out of the clan. And that was a fun grind. But uh, it went down to like, oh, it's just get Glimmer one, just a single one. And then um, Mercy Rule and then Mercy Rule went off on its own and now they wanted to split pc and playstation players so get glimmer is a pc clan now so the playstation clan went under new management which good management love the guy i don't want to say his name here because i don't know if i should um a psn name i want to do it and uh we voted on a name and this is before this is in the middle of season of the splicer and that name is the final shape Our clan is the final shape. And it was before this happened, before this expansion. And it wasn't taken. So we are the final shape. And I got excited when they announced the expansion. I'm just like, look what we've done. (laughs) We did it. We fucking have like the cool fucking clan name. That's an expansion, but we did it beforehand. And now, you know... Whenever something cool happens, I'm sure all these people want to make their clan name after something like that. And the fact that now it's been taken already, it's just a it's a cool little gloating tool. I think I really enjoy that, to say the least. But all right, enough of that. Um, Anything else? Oh, I want to save for the Witch Queen. uh, Are you basically getting the big old deluxe digital edition that comes with everything? I assume the seasons and everything else. I
1: I usually do that just because it saves you money in the long run anyway, just a bit. Yeah, I'll be doing I, this. I almost want to get the the physical collector's edition for that like hive ghost It's sold out. Yeah, I figured in twelve that. hours. Yeah, it's also yeah. It was like it's like two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, and I don't know if I have the space for it's that. It's one fifty
0: with it. Uh it's two fifty because it comes with all the stuff that's like the deluxe edition, which the like yeah. digital deluxe is a hundred, so that actual collectors edition itself is one hundred fifty, which they did try to sell mm. standalone for a bit too.
1: Wait, what are you um, getting the digital deluxe edition?
0: You get Witch Queen. You get the 30th anniversary stuff. You get oh, all four seasons. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, you get everything. Oh um, my
1: God! It's I mean, uh, I guess I'll get that. Uh, yeah, that's what I was. So much money though. Destiny just, is a great game, but fuck, is it expensive?
0: <laughs> at least you're not buying it twice.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah,
0: I'm getting so I'm getting all the stuff on PlayStation. I'm getting like that fat 100 dollars pack, and then I'm gonna get Witch Queen itself, the expand. So. Uh, If you buy the seasons and everything once, uh, it'll work across all platforms for your account. But you have to buy the expansion itself on each account, on each platform. Mm. So like Forsaken, Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, Witch Queen. But the seasons are good. So I'll buy the standalone, just miniature Witch Queen thing on uh, Steam by itself. And then like the whole massive package on PlayStation. But I missed out on that fucking collector's edition. And I want that hype goes so badly i'm praying i I basically clicked on each platform and put notify me uh if any of them come back in stock because i'm gonna get it no matter what i think like if i have to which i really don't want to but i might have to ebay that shit if it ends up being like that which i will say i never used to buy the destiny collector's editions beyond light was the first one i bought but I realized I really like the, the lore and the design. Like, it's not bad quality stuff. Because I've gone back and, like, you know, when, you, when you're when you growing up, you get all the collector's editions for games. And you look and the, the statues are flimsy and kind of crappy quality. Uh, they're, like, just cheap plastic. And everything just seems very cheap. And it's, like, a cool little cheap thing that you get for $10 to $30 more or whatever, depending on what it is. And over time, they've gotten more and more expensive. Some get better in quality, but a lot of them are just still kind of whatever. Like, you'd rather just pay $150 for, like, some... Prime statue that's actually from it's like built to be good, you know. Yeah, uh, I've gone back and looked at like a, uh, one of my friends talked to me about it too, and he's like, Actually, all their stuff is really good quality, like, they do a really good job with their collectible stuff. So, I'm, I may be watching the Destiny, the Taken King, the Destiny 2, and the Shadow Keep Collector's Editions on eBay right now, and I might be trying to <laughs> yeah. get all of them because <laughs> also Destiny 1 has that ghost and i want that ghost so then i can also get that fucking hive ghost and have those two ghosts next to each other <laughs> dude
1: they even mentioned that they're like yeah now you could get a new a buddy for your old hive uh, your old ghost and it's just like i don't have that other ghost but i kind of want that. to bring for it
0: yeah so i'm getting it that's why i'm yeah i'm basically going on ebay and looking at that shit which some things are not as expensive as i thought they would be the one i'm debating on right now so for sure i'm getting that full ghost edition for destiny and the taken king one is actually pretty cheap it's a, a cheaper one luckily forsaken didn't have anything there's like a cade statue but i could give two shits about that that was like a gamestop edition mm. uh shadow keeps is like the hardest to get it's like that one i might have to pay the most for which i'm not looking forward to it but destiny 2 so this is what i'm very i'm very much in the middle for i could get the full edition it comes with that crazy bag that had like the solar charging on it and like some other cool stuff or i can get it where it just comes with like this cabal booklet package thing And I'm like, do I get the fucking bag? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, do I need more bags? And I'm like, I mean, a small one maybe, but I think I need it. I think I need this bag. I remember looking at it before. I forget why I didn't get it, but they still have new unopened ones for like the price they were originally uh, put out for. So I'm like, oh, it's not a bad deal, but I'll see. I haven't decided yet. Like this week, I might be getting all of them. I'll see what happens. (laughs) I shouldn't be. But, you know, I can't help... I love this fucking franchise so much. It's insane.
1: Yeah, it's... it. Even for me, it's, like, probably the one game franchise that has kept me, like, it, consistently engaged with it. Like, well, and, Like, I'll take breaks every once in a while, but, like... It's
0: like any other MMO, practically, where yeah. you just kind of get into it and you invest everything into it. Yeah, and, like, i
1: have Like, even... Like, I played... Uh, DC Universe Online I played a fair amount of that but like once I finished the main story I was like kind of done with it and like I could have you know like it it's an MMO I could have joined a clan I could have kept going with that game but nothing has held me quite like Destiny and I I think a lot of it is like it's just fun to play the, uh, and it's the, a the shooter other, too. And the that's the thing. Like I like first person shooters and also just the lore. Like I love lore. It's probably why I love like learning about Greek mythology and like Norse mythology. And Destiny feels like that when I'm reading those lore books. Is like I'm learning about these ancient stories and stuff like that. And it's so yeah, like kudos to Destiny that it's kept me entertained for so many years and still they got shit to come for it, like at least the next three years.
0: Yeah, like I, I remember PS3, 360 era. I was so heavy into Resistance and Halo lore and to a lesser extent Gears of War. And I love the shit out of those worlds. And I just kind of felt, you know, Resistance died and Halo kind of took a bit of a dive. Yeah. So when the next generation came in, I wasn't really sure what I wanted. And Destiny filled all of that void. It filled everything. We're like at this point, it's one of those things where, yeah, I hope Halo Infinite's good and I'm looking forward to playing it, but it's something that's not as much on my radar anymore because it's just been replaced. Resistance even has been replaced, which if it came back, you know, I would be very happy and I really want that. But at the same time, I know now it's just going to be a sh- It's going to be so small in comparison, even if they did do the game, the amount of like world building they do in it, it'll be just a fraction of what's going on in Destiny. yeah. So it's just, like, it's so crazy how that's evolved for me. But, yeah. Also, that glaive looks cool. The fact that we're going to be building weapons as well. Yeah,
1: I like the idea of building weapons, but the glaive itself weirds me out because it's, like, a first-person melee weapon. And it also still has a ranged attack, and I'm just, like oh
0: what why yeah you just throw it at somebody and <laughs> st- impale them and just pick. Pay- i want to do that i want to great i want to see an animation where you throw it at them and then you pull it out of their carcass that would be really cool that'd be interesting
1: but yeah, I, I mean granted really there are some swords that also have a, a like a ranged attack but it's not all of them i don't know that's
0: like uh that's fucking uh, temptation's hook yeah yeah fucking thing oh and uh black talent and stuff
1: also but, it's not uh, a heavy weapon i think it's a special weapon which is interesting,
0: but yeah. it, it's gonna be cool being able to choose what roles your guns and stuff have, because then you're not killing yourself grinding, yeah, for for roles for weapons, which is it can be horrifying. Or you're like at the end of Deepstone Crypt, and you're like buying like eight different successions, and you're like, I don't want this one, I don't want this one, I don't want this. one. I'm out of raid spoils, fuck. <laughs> so it's like it's it's that whole thing of RNG, and it does help curb RNG. And I don't think it would diminish. It, it, it's a great thing because it doesn't necessarily diminish people's time in the game, but it just it makes it so people are happier in the game because now they're getting yeah. exactly what they want.
1: Which I don't cool. feel like they're wasting time.
0: Yeah. All right. On to season of the lost, which uh, we'll close out with here. New season. We have Marisov back, which is fucking awesome. We've been waiting like like we have we haven't seen her really since Taken King. There was like a brief point in Forsaken where you go to her like her like her little uh like she has
1: her own throne world ascendant yeah she has her own she has like her own little spot she did she created
0: her own ascendant realm with it i think also tolan did too i want to say but uh i feel like he's there's some
1: total seems to just be like wandering the ascendant plane like let
0: me tell you a tale guardian uh, many moons ago and it's like oh thanks all right (laughs) what are you gonna do I f- Tol- Tolan's going to do some crazy shit eventually, I think. I think Tolan's going to become like some form of god. I-, I don't know. But I would expect him doing something. I don't know if he'll be it's good possible. or bad. I'm very curious what Tolan's going to become eventually. But yeah, Marisov. So we get that cool opening, which, guys, if you haven't played Season of the Lost yet, spoilers coming up here for the rest of it. um Which you already knew Osiris the savathun <laughs> But. Yeah. Uh, when you catch up and you just see like Marisov doing some spell and you just Osiris is like I'll keep you to that or something and you just see like the shadow and you see Crow looking up and uh, Osiris is like not Osiris Saint um, is just like um, no, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I've been fucking a hive god this
1: whole where's time where's my husband
0: <laughs> yeah which the exos do, the exos they don't have dicks do they
1: I don't I don't get how that relationship works I never, but...
0: I never got it it's probably like a I don't get it. Whatever. Anyway, he's got uh, attachments. <laughs> look at my cyber penis. Yes. <laughs> what is my birth? Fuck. Uh, fucking shit. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you get Osiris transforming into Savathun, and Savathun basically being crystallized by either herself or yeah, Marosov.
1: Was Marasov using stasis? I don't know.
0: Because I'm is, very confused by that. The prediction is this is a chrysalis. And when Savathune pops out, post-worm deletion, that's how she turns into what she looks like in Witch Queen. Uh,
1: that's possible, I guess. I mean, it would
0: make sense. The whole thing is a moth background. She has moth wings, yeah, and she's in a Yeah, just are going with,
1: like, another bug or something like that.
0: Yeah, but that, that's what I think. It's very, it's very like, metaphorical, I it's, guess you It's could say, possible, with, for with sure. All of it. Yeah. And what cool things about the season so far is well, well i guess what's coming is the fact that crow and have met and he's like do i know you yeah
1: he's like <laughs> yeah do do i know you or something
0: and she she's she could tell she's pissed like it's like you killed my brother you didn't tell him my brother when he came back who he is and, and you're like iqua is just like eh, did,
1: did she not know because i feel no. like i don't know i just or mar- i think she
0: may have known to an extent but she's still not happy that her brother died
1: oh well, no for sure i th- i think she knew her brother was dead but yeah like
0: because she didn't know that they didn't tell him anything about his past life yeah i yeah. mean
1: i want to say that like that is kind of like a unspoken rule about like guardian unless you're like, anna you're... bray yeah unless you're anna bray like you're you're not supposed to look up or try to figure out who you used to be, because that doesn't and Savala, matter. Savala somehow
0: still remembers his old previous lives' wife.
1: What?
0: Yeah, that's a whole. If you go to the um, the memorial, this the season of the Splicer memorial in the tower, you learn about that. You get the ship and um, uh, the ship lore will talk about it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so the Crow doesn't know all this stuff, and you're gonna get all this stuff between um, the Crow and Petra Venge as well. And you get that with the um, what's it called? The Wayfair, the Wayfinder. Um, what's the what's the mode called? The new mode. I already forgot.
1: Oh yeah, it's. I know it's like you're, you're searching for the Tesians, uh, using ley lines. But I don't remember what the the mode itself is called.
0: It, well, there's two modes you're going through. They already have two modes from the start. Um, one is the. Uh, one is like the six-player seasonal well, activity. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And that's the one where you're hearing. I don't know if it's there in the other one where you're going into basically the ascendant realm, and that's where you reclaim the tickens that are were taken by Savathun. and you're going through and rescuing them and bringing back. Because once she has the the whole point is Marasov is getting her coming back. So besides the three you rescued in Last Wish, there's a bunch of others that were with her on the ship that were taken previously and you're going through the realms and saving them. When you save them the whole point I believe this is the big thing here is when the coven is reformed, Marisav is probably going to use team up with them and lift the curse off the dreaming city. Therefore basically that's the plan. Uh Quiria is out of already out of effect, but also that's the whole thing I want to get back to is Coria with Coria gone this makes it easier as well, but also Riven will no longer be a variable of, like, going back and forth there all the time. And technically, I don't know if this means they would delete Dreaming City as a destination for everyone, and bring it back later as either, like, a a, a social hub, or they bring in a new, uh, it's just now revamped, and you go back, or they give you a new reef location altogether. It's hard to say what's going to happen, but... What I think is cool is like, you know, they don't have to get rid of Last Wish. They could just move it to where Vault of the Glass is as well and put it in Legends or something. I could see. Where that. they could change that. Because I really want to see a change like they did previously. Dude, do you think like, they
1: might also bring back Taken King and add that as a legacy raid?
0: Didn't, didn't you hear they said they were bringing back, they were bringing uh, which with the year five, they were bringing two raids. Uh, one was the Witch Queen raid, whatever it is, the other was one Destiny 1 raid. And mm, okay. I doubt it's going to be Wrath of the Machine. The odds are it's either going to be Crota's End or...
1: Uh, uh, I could see Crota's End being uh, a thing. Taken King. Crota's End is much shorter, so I feel like that would be easier for them to remaster. Yeah, so it's either Crota's
0: End or King's Fall. But if it was King's Fall, people would fucking lose their minds. And I think Destiny... A yeah. Bungie knows people would lose their minds. Like, they know that's the one people want is King's Fall. So we'll see which one it is. God, I'd be so scared to see Orcs again. And the fucking massive part at the end. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, remember black spindle just be like shoot your black spindles shoot your yeah. black
1: spindles <laughs> it's so crazy stagger them narrow.
0: oh god dude that was those that was actually no clans that was such a hard fucking raid oh my god but more so the last area was like his daughters uh, and then him if you astral weren't astral alignment
1: that's what i was thinking of
0: astral alignment yeah so there's astral alignment which uh, it's so so far pretty cool I like the amount of enemies that are in it because that like right now I have a I finally got the fucking Wardcliffe Coil catalyst so I'm just like blasting Wardcliffe Coil everywhere and just like racking up my percentage of master working it and I'm just like oh this is fun for me and I like that you're getting crow petrovenge conversations in either this or the uh the other one we're going into the ascendant realm And it's great because Crow's like, hey, so blah, blah, you know, after you want to do this or what do you think about Mm -hmm. this? And she's like, fuck you. Fuck you. And he's like, I don't understand why you hate me so much. I really don't see why you hate. What did I do to you? (laughs) He has no idea still. Yeah, he still has no. That's why this season is going to be really cool. Crow, for sure, is going to learn about his past as Aldrin, And you might see, I don't think you're going to see a character change of him. But you're going to see him grow further, being like, oh, now I know my past. And you're going to see, like, kind of the thing where you had um, Keidel sort of forging a bond with Savala to an extent. You saw uh, Osiris and, not Osiris, uh, Saint 14 and Mithrex form a bond. You could basically see uh, Petravenge and Crow make up for all this stuff. You'll see potentially Crow maybe reveal himself as Uldren at the tower and see how holiday reacts to that. Considering their friendship has been blossoming pretty yeah. big. And, uh, you'd see like, of course, more, most importantly, what will Crow and Marisov's relationship be of like, is he, st- which he's, st- do you still consider them siblings? Like, that's a whole thing there. You want, I'm wondering and you want, I want to see what like happens with this because it's so, I'm very curious of what direction this is going to go. But also, you're getting communication with Sabathun, which is fucking insane. You're talking to her and she's like, oh, hey, I I did all this shit and you should be thanking me because I did all these things. And you're like, yeah, but you're also a liar, so I don't trust you either. And the funniest thing about all this is like, you know, you're going, you're doing this besides saving the Dreaming City. You're also doing this to get rid of Sabathine's worms so she's completely free which is probably why you see her the way she is in witch queen because she's like oh be be, behold my awesome power now because i have no worm to deal with anymore but i love it because you you know it seems like she's the enemy in witch queen here you're sort of allies because of this situation where she's holding osiris hostage but it's funny it's so funny because Everyone knows, like Ikora, Marisav, you. Everyone's just kind of like, she's going to betray you. Absolutely.
1: Like, there's no (laughs) way we stop her. Yeah.
0: But you have to anyway, because she's blackmailing you. But she's also like, you know, we could be friends at the same time. And you're just like, literally, when this ends, you're going to see. I can guarantee when this ends, Mara will try to stop her. And she's going to escape and transform and be like, fuck y'all. I'm out. Check me out in my throne world. See you next time. Yeah.
1: So I also like that they kind of explain why Roth showed up randomly because yep. in the season of the hunt, it just like all of a sudden they're like, yeah, by the way, Roth is here. And I was just like, wait, what? That's kind of huge. Like why, what? <laughs> and it just didn't seem to like go anywhere. And that was my, one of my biggest complaints with that season was like, not only was there not much content to, to play with, but like, it didn't make sense story-wise. It kind of just seemed to happen and not be connected to anything. But turns out, Sivu Arath was not here to hunt the Guardians and hunt the Traveler. Sivu Arath was hunting his o- her own sister, Savathun. Because the Worm Gods know that Savathun is trying to break her pact with her worm. So they literally sent like the War God to hunt down the trickster <laughs> and, which right
0: now uh is right outside our solar system
1: yeah and so like savathun's like hey my sister Roth is hunting me and also is a problem for you right now so if you can scratch my back and get rid of my my worm i'll give you back osiris and i'll wipe out my sister's fleet so that so that doesn't need to be a problem and, like, so one of the whole themes of Season of the Splicer was, like, learning to to make, like, allies out of our previous enemies. But, like, I don't know if we could trust Sabathun for that, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got the Awoken now in the helm, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought the Cabal would be in there, but now it's, uh, it's actually the Awoken, which is interesting. But... Uh, if you look at the first lore piece which got me really excited uh Keitel's in it and it's supposed to be Kytel is fighting Sivu Wrath right now. There is basically a full on space battle between their fleets going on. There's like giant tomb ships I can apparently see that. We've never seen
1: the she wants of... like straight up revenge on on uh, Seva
0: Yeah, cuz Sivu Wrath, if you guys don't know, she destroyed a it's called Toraball.
1: It's a Tora Toraball, their their homeworld.
0: Yeah, she destroyed the homeworld and that was recent. That was when uh when Kytle was in charge post uh, Gaul leaving and going to invade the uh, attack traveler and stuff. So that, that's that been something that's been recent. And it's so cool to have all this happening. And I just want to see what's going on there. Like, is Sibirath actually there or is it just her fleet? What's going on with it? And uh, how far is it going to go? Who's going to be like the big bad? of this one. Like we fought quarry last time before that it was the heist. It was the cattle champion, I think. And before that it was the high celebrant. So like who is going to be the big bad of this season, like actual like boss type person. Uh, It's all very, it's going to be fun to see how this season unfolds so far though. The activities are fun because they're very, very, very lore filled. Like you're getting all this stuff. That's like, Oh, check out this dialogue, check out what's going on there. And it's keeping you busy. Uh, and there's also the new exotic, the Lucent, the, the, the I already forget what it's called. Like a, it's like a linear fusion rifle uh, that looks really cool. Did you see it? The Lawrence Driver. That's what it's called. Lawrence Driver. I haven't really used it. Yeah, but I haven't played around with it much. Fucking people are going crazy with it in Crucible and Gambit. Uh, so watch out. That thing is lethal as fuck because it's a special linear fusion rifle. Usually those are only power weapons. So... You could just keep responding with, like, two shots of that, and that's enough to just keep fucking with people. Oh. So, yeah. So be careful. Very careful. Uh, So far, though, I really like the season, the way it started. I definitely... It's, like, to that point where, you know, sometimes the season just makes me kind of go, like, okay, that's fine. I'll yeah. do my character and be done. This one is may- It's making me go, oh, cool, I want to get it done with all three characters each week to keep up with it. It's uh, definitely off bang. Yeah, I'm or that interested. I also just want to re-listen to all the stuff in the activities because I want to re—I want to like just decipher the lore more, and I could do that with the my other two characters as well, and just keep repeating that. So that's why I'm really excited to go through all of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot one last thing uh, with the whole Savathun thing. Uh, there's been so many hints for the fact that apparently Crow brought Siva uh, brought Savathun a bunch of dead ghosts to um, Yeah, Ikora giving. Savathun access to like all of their history shit um
1: yeah so, so
0: like there's oh and if you listen to that newest bite video he even talks about how it goes all the way back to Nokris how Nokris was mm-hmm. that crazy hive because he believes in resurrection which you know orcs hates the shit out of he's like that's not how we do things here that's yeah. goes against all things of sword logic and using like Nokris and these dead ghosts is how she creates the hive ghosts and that's so fucking cool. How that like it—it's gone all the way back to that to build up to this. And there's been all these hints, and to know that they were planning this this long when they're creating like all these expansions—that's so exciting that Bungie did all of this. But also, James, I have one prediction. I could be wrong. What if Noctis comes back as a guardian, or as a hive—a a lucent one? Because I'd like would he just give up all that for nothing and just die in arrivals or he is dead, but she uses one of those hab ghosts to bring it back.
1: I could see that. Like it seemed like in the Bife video, he somehow figured out a way to like, like he killed himself to gain access to Savathun's throne world to make that appeal to her. Yeah. So his physical body might be gone but i don't i don't know it's that one's hard to tell right i do i do like the memes that people were like what if tanix comes back again as a dude that cartoon? was
0: cracking me up i was like i would honestly personally i would love that And yeah, it's just like a how many times do we
1: have to teach you this lesson that would so funny because
0: I right, guys i want you to think about it we killed tanix in that first strike in uh what was it called like the season the the the, the house of wolves dlc this yeah way ship. back in destiny one and, and at that's that strike.
1: point uh Cade was like yeah i've killed him like three or four times
0: <laughs> no here's the thing you kill him once there you kill him again as a splicer in iron lords yeah. they brought him back remember they do him as a splicer so it's twice you kill him a third time in shadow keep as a nightmare yeah. And then you kill him again as a fucking raid boss in Deepstone Crypt. So Tanix literally won't stop coming back. And honestly, I think. T- I, I, all right. So, my two favorite so far enemies in the game are Tanix and Oryx. Oryx, because he's just so fucking cool and insane, and the lore behind him is amazing, and he's just the most threatening enemy so far that's not the Darkness ships. And then Tanix, because he's so fucking ridiculous, and also as a hunter, Tanix means a lot, because he's like the guy that killed Andal Brask, who was the previous hunter-vanguard. And even when you go through, like, Cade's will of like, hey, if Eris Morn killed me, and he's like, if fucking Tanix killed me, like, there's that whole thing of Tanix. And it's, I just love, I feel like it's that meme where uh, Mo throws out Barney, and then you see Barney behind yeah, Mo like already back in the already. bar. And that's just Tanix every single fucking time. It's fantastic. I really hope Tanix becomes a Guardian. That'd be great. Oh, my God. Fucking Tanix. Now I want to go play Deep... St- I, I want to play that stupid Strike now, if anything. I want to go back to Destiny 1. Uh, but that's everything, guys. Uh long episode because it was just full Destiny. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, any Destiny questions, send them over to uh, suturesidetalk at gmail.com. Once again, suturesidetalk at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes below uh, when you just check out the details of the episode. But uh, you can send comments, feedback, but also send us questions about this. Honestly, like if you have Destiny questions or anything uh, uh, pertaining to news, whatever, anything we've been playing, anything that come out, came out recently, just uh, send that and we'll talk about it for sure. Uh, we also, of course, are on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. Uh, you can follow Twitter and Instagram at Sutra Side and I should start putting the TikTok, the uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I'll put the TikTok username in as the link too. I totally forgot I should start doing that now, but uh, it's just one word of Sutra Side Talk, no space for that one. And I only have three videos out so far. I haven't had time recently because of how much. I have to do before this trip, I go on, so it's been very compact with everything. There hasn't been any time as much as I'd like to, and uh, but there'll be more for sure. Like, it's not going to just die after those three videos, like, I will be putting more as time goes easily and try to be more consistent, if anything, at least after the trip in mid September. But look for stuff of me at probably I'll post stuff of Disney World and Universal, maybe review the rides or something. I don't <laughs> know, uh, but. And I'll see if I can do one more before I leave, uh, before I start traveling, too. I'll see what I can do there. Uh, you can also follow us, of course. Uh, follow James on Twitter at Jim 124 And follow me on Twitter at gogocomzilla. And please, of course, subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on for these shows. And uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can send us that five-star review, that would be fantastic. That would really help us out. And uh, we've talked about it before. The next two episodes, 115, 116, will not have any news because it will just be pre-recorded episodes from... Actually, we're recording 116 right after this. 115, we recorded last, uh, a couple weeks ago. And so it's kind of like backlog specials, uh, just without the backlog part because it's just regular numbers and we're just catching up on more stuff and keeping content going while we're gone. So enjoy those and uh, we'll catch you with those two episodes in the next couple weeks until then though uh have a great couple weeks while i'm off in the southeast doing crazy shit yeah see you later
1: thanks for listening